Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to The Haunted Collection with your host, writer, paranormal investigator, and haunted collector, Kevin Kane. Back to bring you more chilling tales of terror right here during this Halloween season. Welcome back, and here we are with this year's Halloween episode, or the first of two, because I'm sure I'll do another one before Halloween night gets here. Uh, Right now, it is October the 12th, and tomorrow is Friday the 13th. Tomorrow night, I'll be co-hosting a public paranormal investigation at Homewood Public Library, here near uh, Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm looking forward to that. And hopefully I'll have some video posted on my YouTube channel, My Haunted Dolls on YouTube. If you need help finding that, just go to my website, myhaunteddolls.com. And there on the link page, you can find the link to my YouTube channel. Also, you'll find my store where you can purchase any of my books autographed. And also, there's a link to my Redbubble store, where you can buy t-shirts, hats, accessories, things for your home, your bedroom, just all kinds of things with the My Haunted Dolls images and even the images for this podcast show. So please be sure to go there and shop, because it's almost Christmas, and you might just find the perfect gift for that paranormal enthusiast in your family. And also, I have a new book out, Urban Darkness, Tales from Legends and Lore. It's a book of short stories that I've written based on urban legends, and they're nice and scary. It's out there in my store at myhaunteddolls.com, or you can get it on Amazon, Kindle, Books A Million, any of the online retailers. And now let's get on with the show. Since it's Halloween season, I've got two Halloween stories lined up. And this first one, we all love our Halloween decorations and costumes and props. And this story is about Halloween props. It was Halloween, and a young man named Robert was driving home from work. Every house he passed was decorated with Halloween props, like carved pumpkins, plastic skeletons, black paper bats, and witches on broomsticks. It reminded him of all the fun he had as a child going from house to house, trick-or-treating. Distracted by all of the Halloween decorations, he missed his turn-off and had to take the long way back to his house. The light was beginning to grow dim and the road was filled with twists and turns. As he came around a sharp corner, 
His car skidded on some loose gravel. He lost control, and his car slid off the road and plowed into a ditch. For a few moments, Robert was dazed and just sat in his car, trying to regain his senses. After making sure he wasn't hurt, he got out and surveyed the damage. Apart from a few scratches, the car looked fine. The problem was that the car was stuck in the ditch and the rear wheels were raised a few inches from the ground. He would have to call a tow truck. Robert checked his pockets and discovered, to his dismay, that he had left his mobile phone at work. He was in the middle of nowhere, and he had to find a phone. He waited for a few minutes, but when no cars passed by, he decided to start walking. About a mile down the road, he finally spotted a house in the distance. When he came to the gates, there was an old, rusted truck sitting in the driveway. The door of the truck was wide open, swinging in the breeze. There was nobody inside, so he continued on up to the house. It was a dilapidated old building, and some of the shutters were hanging off the windows. There was an eerie silence about the house. The only thing he could hear was the beating of his own heart, and the low whistle of the cold October wind. Every now and then, a weather vane on the roof creaked as it swung around. Robert knocked on the front door a few times, but there was no answer. He was about to give up and try to find another house when he noticed something unusual. On the other side of the house... There were some Halloween props and decorations. One of them was a rocking chair with a ragged scarecrow sitting on it. The scarecrow was wearing a skeleton mask. And as he got closer, he noticed a putrid smell. Stopping in his tracks, he stared at the scarecrow. Something did not look right. Between the clumps of straw, he thought he could see something that looked like human skin. Filled with a strange mixture of fear and curiosity, he slowly reached out and pulled at the straw. As it fell apart, he was horrified to discover that Beneath the straw, there was a dead body. The skin was purple, and it was decomposing. Robert was still trying to recover from the shock when he heard footsteps coming from
from the back of the house. Who's there? said a voice. An old man emerged from behind the house, and as soon as he spotted Robert, he startled in surprise. Who are you? What are you doing here? he cried. Robert was trembling all over. There's a dead body, he croaked. The old man rushed over and examined the scarecrow. Pulling at the straw, he revealed the disgusting face of an old woman. Millie, shouted the old man, his voice shaking. Millie, what happened? He turned to Robert, his eyes filling with tears. Help me carry her into the house, he cried. Robert didn't know what to do. The man lifted her by the shoulders, and Robert picked up her feet. Together, they carried her up the front steps and into the house. They brought her into an empty room and laid her body down on the cold, wooden floor. Stay here while I call the police, the man shouted. Before Robert had a chance to reply, the old man was hurrying down the corridor. Robert stood there, still shaking, staring down at the dead woman lying at his feet. After a while, he looked around and realized that there was no furniture. The house seemed to be completely bare, and it was covered with cobwebs. There weren't even any light bulbs in the fixtures. He waited and waited, but the old man never returned. After twenty minutes had passed, he decided to try and find the old man. As soon as he walked out into the corridor, he saw the phone. It was lying on the floor at the end of the corridor, and the line had been ripped out of the wall. With a growing sense of unease, he cautiously explored the rest of the house, but there was no sign of the old man. Robert began to panic and ran out the back door. He didn't know where he was going, he just kept running. After about half an hour, he came to a small general store that lay at the side of the road. Bursting into the shop, sweat pouring down his brow, he begged the shocked young man behind the counter to call the police. She asked him what was wrong, but he was so out of breath that he could not answer. Exhausted from all the running, he sat down on the floor and tried to calm himself down. When the police arrived, Robert told them what had happened. He got into the back of the patrol car and directed them back to the old, dilapidated house. 
the police officers went into the house and spent 20 minutes searching from top to bottom. They did not find anything. There was no dead body and no old man. The house had been vacant for years. The truck in the driveway had been abandoned almost a decade ago. Robert kept insisting that he had seen the dead body with his own eyes. He gave a description of the old man to the police, but it was clear they did not believe him. A few days later, Robert went to the police station and asked if they had come up with any information about the old man. The police officer gave him a strange look and said, Actually, we did. We checked the property records to see who owned the house. Then we did a little asking around. Well, that's great, said Robert. And what did you find? Well, there was an old man who used to live in that house. Seemed like he fit your description. He had a wife, too. She disappeared, and nobody heard from her again. Some people suspected he murdered her and buried her in the yard, but there was never any real evidence. Just a lot of loose talk and rumors spread by the locals. Neighbors just spread the same rumors around, but nothing concrete until now. Have you arrested him? asked Robert. We'd like to, said the policeman, but there's just one problem. What's that? asked Robert. The policeman gave a wry smile. This old man died in 1963 on Halloween night. Wow, that's some ending, isn't it? I really didn't see that coming. I was thinking maybe the old man was crazy and there was a killer hiding there in the house, but turns out... This was more of a chilling ghost tale. And I love the uh, the element of the scarecrow that turns out to be a dead body. <laughs> if you see any scarecrow prop, props in your neighborhood that look strange, you just might want to check on them. But don't stay around too long. Don't wait for the homeowner. Just get the heck out. <laughs> and now for the second Halloween story for this episode... And this one also has Halloween in the title because, hey, it's fitting. It takes place during this wonderful holiday. This is called Halloween Cemetery. The story goes that a few years ago, A group of friends planned to spend Halloween in a cemetery close to where they lived. There were two boys named Carlos and Miguel, and two girls named Pola and Rocio. 
They were all 16 years old. Initially, when they heard the idea, the girls refused to go. Paula said she had a bad feeling about it. However, the boys managed to convince them to change their minds. Finally, Halloween night arrived, and the teenagers met at Miguel's house and drove to the cemetery together. When they arrived, there was so much fog that they could hardly see. The cemetery gates were locked. Standing outside, they heard a strange and eerie sound coming from the graveyard. The girls were scared and suggested that they go home. Rocio said that she regretted agreeing to the idea in the first place because she had a feeling that something terrible was going to happen. But the boys refused to let them leave. Don't be a baby, scoffed Miguel. We didn't travel this far to just look at the cemetery, at the gates and go home. It's Halloween, the devil's night. Carlos was about to climb over the cemetery gates, but when he grabbed hold of the metal bars, the gate swung open in front of him with an ominous creak. Suddenly they heard the bells of the nearby chapel striking midnight. In the distance, a dog howled and the moon was obscured by clouds. The wind rose up and began to whistle through the trees. Miguel took a Ouija board out from under his coat. It's time to summon the spirits, he said with a mischievous grin. Don't worry, it's just a game, said Carlos, trying to reassure the girls. Nothing will happen. There's nothing to be scared of. The group of teenagers walked into the cemetery, and when they reached a small tomb in the middle, they stopped. Miguel laid the Ouija board on top of the cold stone, and they all gathered around it. They placed their fingers on the planchette, and Miguel called out to the spirits to contact them. After a few minutes, the pointer began to move, and they made contact with a spirit. It claimed to be the ghost of a girl named Sarita, who was buried in the cemetery. The boys and girls asked the spirit many questions, and the answers were spelled out on the board. All of a sudden, Rocio felt something cold and clammy grab hold of her wrist. She let out a horrified scream. The teenagers were spooked and decided to end the game, but the spirit of the girl told them not to. The spirit said they had to keep playing or everyone would die. Miguel ignored the spirit's warning and snapped the Ouija board shut. They were about to leave 
when it suddenly became very dark. The teenagers could barely see anything in the cemetery. A strong wind rose and it blew through the tombstones. Statues fell from their perches and shattered on the ground. When she saw this, Rocio freaked out and began to run. She couldn't see anything and stumbled blindly through the darkness. She accidentally tripped and fell into an open grave, where she landed on her head and broke her neck. Carlos ran out through the cemetery gates and stumbled into the road. Suddenly, a car came around the corner and slammed into him, killing him instantly and squashing his body into a bloody mess. Paola and Miguel managed to get back to the safety of their homes. Paola was so scared that she decided to take a bath to calm herself down before she went to bed. However, when she was getting into the tub, she accidentally bumped into her cell phone and knocked it into the water. Unfortunately, her phone was plugged into the charger and Paola was electrocuted. The next morning, Miguel woke up and went downstairs for breakfast. His parents were waiting for him and broke the bad news. Miguel was surprised and frightened to learn of the deaths of all of his friends. He knew he was next, but he did not know what to do. Fearing for his life, he was desperate to get away. He went straight to the airport and took the first flight to Argentina. He was shaking with fear, but he managed to board the plane without any incident. However, when the plane took off, the engines failed and it crashed into the sea. His body was never recovered. Legend has it that after these incidents, no one will ever again dare to visit the cemetery on Halloween nights. Oh, that gave me the weebie-jeebies. It kind of made me think of Final Destination, especially the thing with the plane, but uh, these people did not escape death that easily. So that's uh, a story that we can use to warn you never to use Ouija boards in cemeteries. I don't use them at all, but if you're going to use one, don't use it in the cemetery and be sure you know what you're doing. And that's it for this Halloween episode. In the next few weeks, I'll be on the sea in the Caribbean on a cruise for six whole days celebrating Halloween on the water. But I'll be back before Halloween night, 
and I'll be recording another episode just for you to enjoy a couple of more Halloween stories. Until then, be sure to lock those doors and windows. Don't answer the door to any strangers. Don't mess around with any Ouija boards or creep around any dilapidated houses with strange-looking props. I hope that you have a good Halloween season, and by all means, have a happy haunting. (laughs) 